Welcome to the Mac Metallic Podcast, where we respect fashion's past, analyze fashion's present, and get excited about fashion's future. I'm Liberty Impop, founder and creative principal of fashion media company Manic Metallic. Several times per week, I'll bring you episodes about exciting things happening in fashion, discussion about current issues facing the industry, and the places and people that have made the fashion industry great. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Instagram at the Medical Talent Podcast and at Medical Talent, both linked in our show notes. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Medical Talent Podcast. I'm Liberty, your host. Today's episode is going to be an episode that focuses on fashion's present. And I've chosen today to spotlight one of our recent articles that we titled The Plight of the Fashion Journalist. Now, the way that we're going to handle this episode and the way that I think that I'm going to handle all episodes that center around discussing our articles in the future is to basically take the article and comb through it paragraph by paragraph and just elaborate on what's there. And we're not going to read it off because that would be super boring, but we're going to just comb through it paragraph by paragraph. It's not as tedious as it sounds, I promise. And we're just going to have a talk about it. It'll be interesting. So let's get started. So starting off, we basically talk about the proliferation of fashion bloggers and the proliferation of social media influencers and basically just how with those two categories of people that are not traditionally seen as being in the fashion industry, with those two rising to power since basically the late 2000s, you would be forgiven for thinking that, wow, do fashion journalists actually have a use? Like, why do they exist? You know, are they even, like, are we, you know, being fashion journalists, like, are we even relevant anymore? And again, if you're coming at it from outside the fashion industry, you would probably wonder, okay, why are these people here now? Now, if you're from inside the fashion industry, I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of people that are, you know, fellow journalists and others in the profession that look at bloggers and look at TikTokers and they think, wow, this person's going to, this person's basically going to eat my lunch. You know, I, I can't really deal with these people becoming a part of the same power structure that I'm a part of. And oh no, it seems like the fashion designers and the fashion brands are latching onto them. Well, what if I lose my prominence in the field? Again, I, I'm just, I'm really afraid. Now me, I happen to personally take a more measured viewpoint on this. You know, obviously I'm on the side of the fashion journalists still having relevance and I'm going to get into why that is, but I do think that at the same time, when bloggers rose to power back in the mid 2000s, mid to late 2000s, excuse me, and, you know, TikTokers rising to power now, there is a reason for that, but, you know, let's, let's continue. Let's continue. Now, we went on to say basically that in the article that there are two reasons that content exists at all. When you create a piece of content, whether it's a podcast episode or an article or a social media video, whatever it is, ideally, you create that content to educate the consumer or to entertain the consumer. Now, at Manic Metallic, we're not really in the business of 
entertaining as it relates to the work that we do. Now, we aim mostly to educate the consumer, whoever's reading our articles, whoever's listening to our podcast episodes, and we aim to educate in a way that I won't say entertains the listener or entertains the reader, but we aim to educate in a way that they won't get bored, that they'll still hang with you until the end, and they'll come out of feeling like, wow, I really learned something, I really admire Manic Metallic, and I'm going to keep coming back for more. Now, there are other forms of content, such as like inspiring content, but that's generally, in my view, going to fall somewhere between the two of those, between educating and entertaining. And journalism is, in my view, something that should exist to teach the reader or the listener or the viewer something. Again, that's what we aim to do. And what we should be trying to do as a profession, as a fashion journalism profession and all of journalism, but, you know, I I won't get into that. We should be aiming to focus on quality. We shouldn't be cranking out 300 word articles or 30 second videos or videos of people dancing and pointing just to get something out there for the consumer. That's not what I believe is best for fashion. I don't believe it's best for journalism and certainly not for fashion journalism. Now, there are outlets that have chosen to more so go the entertainment route and we'll get to them, but let's just keep going. So again, we aim to, at Manic Metallic, focus on quality and not quantity. Now, there are sources that if you want to be entertained in fashion, you can look at those sources and they will entertain you. In fact, there are plenty of those that have proliferated in social media over the years on TikTok, on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm not going to just name these specific creators because I don't wake up in the morning thinking, wow, I'm going to, I'm going to drag this person or that creator that creates fashion memes or this creator that just that makes their whole personality online based off of gifts or jokes or or dragging designers with reviews that they see as legitimate criticism but aren't actually it's just mean spirited. In fact that last category, I will you know, I, I actually am not going to I wouldn't hesitate to call those people out because I think that if you're going to engage in criticism against the designer or against the brand, I do believe that it should be helpful and it should be constructive. And if it's not either one of those things, then you should probably just say nothing if you're going to just come out and be mean. You know, these people ideally do spend time on their work. Some don't, and that's not the greatest. But a lot of these people do spend time on their work. And if all that you've got to say is, wow, this is really, really ugly work, but you're not saying anything to help them to improve, that's not what Manic Metallica is about. We're not here to be mean. Moving on, looking at these fashion entertainers again, the ones that create memes and gifts and just short, quippy videos, they actually generate a lot of followers and a lot of engagement. And having those many followers and that much engagement makes people think, wow, hmm, they must know a lot. These fashion entertainers must know a lot about fashion. Hmm, maybe let's let's see what more that they have to offer. There are a few of them out there that do have fashion knowledge. 
and they are able to get their people engaged and they are, again, they're just able to spread the knowledge and that's great. There are a lot of TikTok explainer videos out there that are pretty good at diving into fashion history in like three minutes or less and teaching the consumer, the viewer, what, uh, let's say, Victorian era dressing was like and what the basic tenets are, just as an example. But a lot of that content is in the form of social media. You know, you're putting up short videos, you're putting up memes, you're putting up videos that again range from 15 seconds to three minutes or you're making a 280 often shorter posting on twitter and it's just like a lot of times again you have those creators that do engage in fashion entertainment and they do bring the knowledge but you have a lot of them in fact i would say most of them that just don't And my main quip with this, because I feel like I'm starting to ramble. My main quip with this is that it's not deep. You know, where is the real depth here? There's a real depth. Now that's where fashion journalists come into play. You know, not all of them have journalism degrees, but a lot of times what we will do is dive deep into a subject matter and we have like a real comprehension of what it is that we're working with and we want to display that knowledge to people in a manner that makes sense and and something that's coherent creating full sentences for example or having like a coherent conversation some of them don't you know if you're looking at now this i will name because i put it in the article so if we're looking at the vogues or the l's or just like mainstream fashion magazines that intellectual depth won't be there. And a lot of the times it's because mainstream fashion magazines, mainstream fashion media outlets are generally going to be at the mercy of advertisers who, if you write a bad review about them or if you say something negative about their clothing, they can just pull their advertisements and then suddenly you don't have a magazine anymore. And in terms of going to fashion shows, If you write like a full negative review of a collection, that designer or that brand isn't going to want you anywhere near to work. And so if you're Vogue or Elle, you are likely thinking, wow, I can't afford to lose that prestige of being at the such and such show. So I'm just going to write some puff piece review and I'm going to describe it piece by piece by piece, but I won't actually give anything relevant that's going to teach the reader or the viewer if it's a video review i'm not going to give anything that's going to teach the consumer anything that they didn't already know or that they couldn't look at on a fashion entertainer's instagram slides of oh here are the 10 best looks from the show and then i'll just the entertainers are just like post the looks on instagram like anyone can do that these days journalists in my view journalists and critics are supposed to act as translators, so to speak, of the fashion industry for a public that might not otherwise get the opportunity to know what's going on inside the industry, either because they just don't have time or they're in another industry, and but they're interested in fashion and they just don't have the access that the journalist and or the critic would have. And I believe that if you're not acting as that translator, if you're not teaching the consumer something, 
then again, what are you there for? If you're not there to bring any intellect to the conversation, if you're not there to bring a different viewpoint to proceedings. I want to take a quick moment to tell you about Manic Metallic's recent product. Do you like fashion? Does it matter to you beyond just entertainment value? Well, Manic Metallic is a fashion media company that creates audio, written, and video content that supports our ethos that fashion is an art, discipline, and societal force for change. We recently published a fashion ebook titled Alternative Fashion Capitals, a survey of 20 cities of emerging thought leadership. In it, we detail 20 cities beyond just New York, Milan, London, and Paris that have thriving fashion scenes, and we dive deep into what they have to offer, including shopping districts, specific places to shop, brands, events, fashion organizations, fashion publications, and universities and colleges. These 20 cities have a lot to offer the world with regards to the fashion industry, and Manic Metallic is determined to share their stories. We'd love for you to consider purchasing this fashion ebook and for you to join our growing community via our website, social media, newsletter, and podcast. For more information on the ebook and where it can be purchased, please visit manicmetallic.com forward slash products. We look forward to hearing from you. Now back to the podcast. Now, if you look at something like the New York Times or the Washington Post, it is a lot easier for outlets like that to be more impartial and to give honest reviews. People like Vanessa Friedman or Robin Givon, critics like that, it's a lot easier for them to do the job that they do because they're working under the banner of the New York Times or the Washington Post. Then those outlets are more general interests. So the New York Times is not just at the mercy of fashion advertisers like Dior or Chanel or whatever. The Washington Post is not at the mercy of advertisers like Burberry or Paumont and anything like that. And because they're not at the mercy of these designers and these brands, they can say exactly what it is that they feel needs to be said about a collection or about what's going on with a brand or designer. And though it's still, for the most part, with, you know, there are some exceptions, of course, but they are able to say what they are thinking and what they feel. And I'll just keep getting invited back again and again because, well, if you're a designer, do you really want to lose the Washington Post or the New York Times or the Business of Fashion or WWD covering your show? Again, there are exceptions and there have been instances in which brands and designers clash with those types of outlets. But it doesn't happen nearly as often as if Vogue or Elle were to just start critiquing. And the fact that they can say what they're thinking at places like Business of Fashion or the New York Times. The journalism's just better. It's so much better and it is educational and it does keep the attention of the people that are reading or again, if it's a video review, if they're watching. Now, if you're of the fashion entertainment variety, you're going to look at all of this and think, oh wow, the folks and the elves of the world are beholden to fashion advertisers like designers and brands. They're beholden to these advertisers. I'm not beholden to anyone. I can just say whatever it is that I want and it'll be really good because it's gonna be honest and, and truthful. And if a collection's mediocre, I can say it's mediocre. If, if it's wonderful, I can say it's wonderful. Now we all know that's not the case. I mean, there's rampant gifting in these situations. So uh, it isn't always as kosher as some of them would like for you to think. But also what the entertainers of the world have to realize is that 
And I wrote this in the article. Here's the quote. There's a difference between constructive criticism for a designer and calling someone's creations fugly, which is effing ugly for the uninitiated, end quote. Again, if you don't have anything helpful or constructive to say about a collection or about generally what's going on with the house, then there is no reason to drag anyone for the pur- just for the purpose of being mean. Why? Why bother? Now back to journalists themselves. So what happens if, if we're having a fashion conversation here, what happens if we want to talk about something deeper? What happens if we want to talk about like sustainability or mergers and acquisitions or retailers, fashion technology, all of these things, things that if you're a fashion entertainer, you're not necessarily going to go and do a 30 second explainer video on or a one minute video or what have you. Maybe if you're really good, you'll create a a YouTube video talking about some of these things. It doesn't happen that often, but it does happen. But basically topics that can't be summed up in a one minute short explainer video. And this is where journalists come in. Journalists bring more substance and much more research and much closer examination to the conversation. And it's just more meaningful in that way. You can't do some short clip or short audio, whatever it is, and think that that's going to educate the consumer or, or teach them anything. If you're a journalist with a complicated topic like that, it's not, first of all, it's not going to be entertaining at all. And so the only thing left that you have to do is to educate. And if you're skating by and you're creating like these shorter, less informative articles or short videos about something that has no way of being entertaining in the first place in the hopes that, you know, maybe maybe you're educating someone, it's just going to fall flat. It's not going to work. Now, a lot of people these days would say, you know what? People have short attention spans. No one's going to pay attention to long form articles or longer podcasts. And I think that's just not true. Are we really saying here that people listening to what we have to say or people reading our work, are we saying that that they don't have the intelligence enough to keep up with us? Because that's a really arrogant thing to say or to think if that's what, and I feel like that's what's being implied. People don't want to read. People don't want to watch longer videos. People don't want to listen to longer podcasts. So we'll just give them these short little clips just because they're not going to accept anything longer anyway. And I do believe it is an insult to the consuming public to say that because I like to be an optimist and say that the people that we're attempting to reach are intelligent and they do have the ability to critically think. And we have to give them the benefit of the doubt. But more importantly, we have to keep putting out quality work. We can't just put out eight to 10 articles per week And nine of those articles are garbage and one of them is marginally good because otherwise, why even bother? Why not just give up your career and go and can food in the wilderness or something? I don't know, because you're not bringing any value as a journalist at that point. If you're just putting out dregs, you would basically be better off doing a couple of articles per week that are fact-based and intelligent. You're bringing an intelligent opinion to the table and... We, we just have to be better as fashion journalists. And I know, again, that I've been doing a lot of rambling in this episode, but it is a topic that I'm really passionate about. Because I do believe that if fashion journalists are going to continue to compete 
in the fashion media sphere, then we can't keep creating articles telling people about the 25 best sandals to wear on the beach or the 12 best jackets to wear in winter and calling it journalism. We can't keep doing that because if that's the type of thing that you're going to create, then hey, if I was a consumer, I'd go listen to the TikTokers too if that's the type of stuff that you're writing. You've got to stop doing that and actually put out good work. I'm going to get ready to close out the podcast episode just by saying that I believe that fashion journalists are falling way too far to the entertainment side of the content spectrum and you're competing with fashion entertainers at something that they inherently, that they natively know how to do. You inherently and natively bring intelligent, fact-based work to the table. You educate consumers. You know how to give an educated viewpoint you're bringing that to the table and you know as a fashion journalist how to have a nuanced conversation about complicated topics. And that's not to say that fashion entertainers are not intelligent as well because I feel like many of them probably are, but just what we're talking about here is the way in which they're presenting information, the way that they choose to present it to the general public. And I believe that fashion journalists are falling too far to the entertainment side of the spectrum and they're neglecting the educational side of the spectrum. And it's resulting in lack of quality and the output that we're printing in our newspapers, putting in our magazines, putting on our websites. It's just a lot of shoddy work. And journalists have this opportunity to bring that wealth of knowledge and that talent for illuminating the fashion industry to people. And I believe that a lot of fashion journalists are not doing that. Instead of bringing that ability to illuminate the five W's and one H for those that don't know how, what, who, when, where, and why. Instead of bringing that to the conversation, we're, and Manic Metallic doesn't do this, but fashion journalists as a whole, we're trying to figure out how to keep our consumers engaged. And so we're thinking, you know, if we entertain them, then they'll click on our articles and listen to our videos, they'll engage with our social media posts. And you know, maybe that's something that is working for you or your outlet, but at what cost? Do we want the clicks? Do we want the engagement? Or do we want to put out quality work and prioritize that over the quantity of really mediocre work that's being put out into the fashion sphere now? We've got to stop competing with fashion entertainers. And we, we have to just keep bringing knowledge to the table. Knowledge and education, if you focus on that, you're going to win. If you focus on entertainment as a journalist, you will lose. You're not going to win that battle. And lastly, fashion journalists matter and fashion journalism matters. And I believe that the fashion industry and fashion journalists have to begin acting like those things still matter or fashion journalism really will lose its relevance and there just won't be any of it left. We'll all be forced to watch one minute videos or sift through articles telling us how we should buy these sturdy shirts. And behind those articles are a million affiliate links so that the media outlets can make money. And do you really want to live in that kind of fashion information world? I know I don't. That's going to be the end of this episode. Tune in for the next one. We've got a really good Who Is coming up. We're keeping with the Condé Nast trend and we're going to be talking about Cy Newhouse's life. So catch you in that episode.
Thanks for listening. If you got value out of today's episode, it'd mean a lot to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe to the Manic Metallic Podcast. Be sure to tell all of your fashion-inclined friends and co-workers about the podcast as well. This would really help us to spread our message about fashion being an art, discipline, and force for societal change. And don't forget to stay in touch with us by subscribing to the Manic Metallic newsletter and following us on Instagram. Feel free to reach out to us through either of those means. I'd love to hear from you. I'll link these all in the show notes. You're the best. See you next episode.